Horse and Songs podcast. We're your host, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? Doing good. How about you? Good. Today's November 11th, 2022. It's our season finale. We're on season three, episode number 51. Uh, we're wrapping up three years, starting season four next week. Yes, we've grown quite a bit. So tonight is a songs episode, music only, album of the week, album review, anything music related. No no yep. sports on this episode, but uh, the next sports episode will certainly have a lot to offer. So let's get into the music. A little tribute to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions this week. Hall of Fame inductions were this week. We picked artists yes. that was inducted for this week's album of the week review. Here it is. The album of the week is Live from Earth by Pat Benatar. Very good album. Uh, let's bring it up here. There it is. Yep. So Pat Benatar here. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Here we go. Let's start it off. It's a first. It's the first live album re- recorded by American rock singer Pat Pat Benatar, and was released in October of 1983. The album was recorded during Benatar's sold-out "Get Nervous" world tour in late '82 and early '83. It also contains two studio tracks: "Love Is a Battlefield" and "Lipstick Lies." This album shipped more than a, a million copies. And Love is a Battlefield was an international hit. International hit single and garnered Benatar for her fourth consecutive Grammy Award for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance in 1984. I didn't know she won four consecutive, Andy. Yes, very, very underrated at the time for women weren't heard of a lot then. When they were yeah, they assumed that there was less, you know, less of them to to pick from, less supply, but yeah. She knocked it out of the ballpark four straight years, winning a Grammy. Now, a concert from this same tour was filmed for an HBO special and released later on VHS in 1985 with the title "In Concert." So that that ties in with this in the in with this filming. Now, this album is 43 minutes and two seconds long. It's considered rock slash hard rock, and. Um, Recorded in France and California during the Get Nervous tour. So here's here's what they did. So Pat Benatar did not have a live album. She they thought let's get a live album out, and um, you know next album will be live. Uh, and and what that meant to the production company was, you know what we'll throw eight songs on there from prior tours, and then throw two new singles on the end on the back end and release this 10 song album and so that's exactly what they did here's a track listing i'm sure you were in the tour uh, at the concert there andy oh no this was back in 82 we would have been 12 12 years old i was that was past my bedtime yeah past our bedtime um uh, we weren't listening to pat benatar in concert but she released here's a track listing of the concert portion fire and ice Looking for a Stranger, I Want Out. Song four is We Live for Love. Song five is Hell is for Children. Then Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Promises in the Dark, and it wraps up with Heartbreaker. So those are the eight songs. Then on the back end, brand new song, studio recording Love is a Battlefield, the one that we said went uh, went huge. And then 
Lipstick Lies. Those two were both released as singles. Now, we typically get into, Andy, you know, the personnel in the band. And most obviously, it's it's Pat Benatar vocals. But for those who don't know, including me myself, Neil, Neil Giraldo was guitar. Charlie Giordano, keyboards. Roger Caps on bass. And my run... Grombacher drums. Are any of those names f- familiar with you? Well, the first one, the lead guitarist, the guitarist is also Mr. Pat Benatar. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. So that's, uh, if you look at our Hall of Fame induction, that, that's who was up there with her. Um, he's been there all along. He's kind of the, kind of like Dave Stewart wasn't the rhythmic, so Annie Lennox got all the attention because she was the lead one out in front. Okay. But Dave was like, and that takeaway from Pat Benatar, her husband Neil's kind of the brains behind it. A very talented man. Um, he uh, he's of course been here with her the whole time. You look at a lot of her last few years; she's done a lot of acoustic stuff. It's been the two of them on tour. Now that's interesting. Uh, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, I would say I'm a mid-level Pat Benatar fan. I like some of her common stuff. I don't own any of her albums. I don't own this live album and i'm not, certainly not sure of who's all in the personnel but you have a more extensive background than i do yeah. these um, other names i'll ring a bell just from being in her band and following it um you know i think a lot of us are familiar with uh him with your best shot uh that song i remember coming out in the mid 80s or early 80s there uh the minnesota north stars were popular here so it was real popular here that song and they showed highlights of hockey fights or violence in sports that's kind of how that tied in together um, Pat Benatar kind of, and you could probably help me on this one for dates a little bit. Her popularity is kind of between the two popularity runs of, of Heart. You know, so she kind of filled in that gap when Heart was popular in the 70s. Okay. And then mid to late 80s, Pat Benatar kind of filled that void. Bridged that of, gap. Of, as of women say. rockers, if you will. Um, that's when the Runaways were popular with. Uh, Lita Ford. Lita Ford. Joan Jett and uh, Blondie coming out of that, or Blondie also, I should say. Um, Justin Starship with Grace Slick was real popular then at the time. Women in Rock, they were in bands, but they weren't the band like Pat Benatar. That's how she got the four straight Grammys. Wow. Not taking away, take away from other artists, but most of the other gals were in bands or the other person. A um, couple things about her one video there, um, Loves a Battlefield. That really, that video kind of blew up and changed the way videos are made. If you ever watch the video, how it's done, about a daughter and her dad not getting along and going on. In the video, it was ranked number 30 on VH1 in their top 100 videos of the 80s. Okay. And the the B-side to that came out was Hells for Children was her B-side on that 45 that came out. Okay. And here's where they kind of, it was a little... Risque for the time. Sure. Nowadays, it's something you'd see on a commercial at noon, but um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm old. I said it. In the video, she plays what they call a taxi dancer. Okay. A taxi dancer is someone who's a paid partner to be your dance partner. When you go to the clubs, you need someone to dance with. You you go and you dance with your taxi partner, your taxi dancer. Interesting. There weren't, so- there weren't ladies of the evening. It was just a pretty gal who danced with you that night. 
so the older listeners of our show would would know that in a heartbeat. That, that term, would, yes. The I'm term not familiar dance. with that term at all. So yep. we're in the wrong generation. But taxi yep. dancer. Taxi dancer. Okay. Um, and it shows how her leaving her mom and dad's house and her little brother up in the upstairs bedroom, sad the sister's leaving. And as she's got this job as a taxi dancer, she shows how uh, the women should all be strong together and be a force, and they all leave the guy hanging. It's really incredible what they do in this four-minute video. It's like you watched a two-hour movie, which is kind of what they want videos to be then. Condensed. And she just kind of broke the mold and went from there with it, which was really, I thought, really a cool video. Um, it's one of those where you could watch the video and you're trying to watch it like as a TV show or a movie, and you forget there's a song in the background because you're concentrating on what's going on. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Kind of a cool thing. Um, like you said, four straight Grammys for rock female performer, which is just incredible. Her getting in the Rock Hall of Fame, in my opinion, is about ten years too late. But we've had that discussion on other shows, and we'll probably do it again in a couple of years. You know, yep. Sure, we'll talk about it other times when it comes up. She was always. From what I recall, now I didn't do research on this. This is just going from pure memory. I never remember her being like associated with having an issue with that artist or being really good friends with this artist. She was always just kind of it's Pat Benatar. She was kind of her own person, which I kind of liked in a way. As I got also more not in the news, not a big yeah. Yeah, she uh, wasn't always. Oh, here's Pat Benatar and her friend, Entertainer X, or whatever, or. Oh, TMZ. she's eating with this singer here. Not a lot of TMZ stuff with, pop, uh, you know. Pop, yeah, she just showed up and said, yeah. everything, you know. So, yeah, she just played rock and roll, and I would consider her rock at the time. Yes. Um, that's what it was. Um, she did some some nice acoustic work later on. Beautiful voice. Her look really hasn't changed much over the years. Like, like some people, she got a little grayer, and that was about it. But I think from the time I remember her to the pictures I saw at the Hall of Fame. I think her weight's changed like three pounds. So she's just kind of been that same person all along. So many artists go through the part where they either lose a lot of weight, gain a lot of weight, cut their hair short, let it grow long, whatever. She's kept that. That's Pat Benatar. You Ann know, Wilson. Yeah, Ann Wilson's done that too. She's just, here I am. So, yeah, but she, Pat's a great, great entertainer. Uh, fun to listen to. Like I said, do I own any of her stuff? No. If I hear it on the radio, yeah, I'll turn it up. Or if I hear it's going to be a couple songs down, I'll tough it out and listen to what she's got on, what they got on for. Um, very underrated, because like I said, when she was there in the 80s, now she's coming out. What year did this album called? 82? 83 this came out? This is 83. 83. That's when the hair bands were starting to take off. The hard rock was starting to take off. Oh, yes. So that's why she kind of did. Love is a Battlefield. She did Hells for Children. A couple years later, she kind of played with the titles to get attention. Had a song called Sex is a Weapon. Just a couple years ago. So kept her name in there, but wasn't horrible things or terrible things or whatever. But kind of picked up the pace a little, released the rocker songs a little more. And then uh, mid-80s when all the hair bands said, hey, we're going to release our ballads this year. Whew, she got to release a few ballads. You know, but still, but still keep mainstream with everybody else. You know. Now, how do you like the album cover? It, it, that was her, just basic. I uh, I actually like it. That's a that's that's a, such a statement it, because it's so simple. And sometimes those are the most effective yep. album covers. Yep. Unlike Very all the Phil Collins ones, where always his face all the time on it. Phil Collins always has face on there. 
Um, it's not her. It's not her in a seductive outfit. Uh, it's not the band and her Benatar. That's who it was. Pat Benatar. That was the person. That was the band you saw. Boom. Uh, Live from Earth. That was the time too, and a lot of bands were doing live albums. Kiss kind of started with their live album. Everyone had to do a live album pretty soon now to keep up with the Joneses. It kind of replaced the greatest hits every now and then. Because greatest hits meant that, man, we're in a rut. We can't figure something out. Or we're at the end of our career. Rejuvenate. A live album just meant, hey, we're popular. People want to hear us live. When it's really kind of the same thing. You're just filling an obligation to the record company to get another album out. (laughs) You know, let's make a live one. So the 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 HBO concert, the, the VHS, yep. this is called Pat Benatar in Concert, released in 85, 15 songs on the VHS, live in concert. The first 14 actual taken from uh, the concert that she was doing, and then they added in the music video for Love is a Battlefield at the tail end of that. So anyone who has that VHS has a, has this Pat Benatar in concert was where this uh, the outgrowth of this album come comes from, uh, with both the live CD that you can listen to and now the live video feed as well. That kind of uh, more of a companion piece to this album. And the Love Is a Battlefield. That's kind of my homework assignment for this week is to, to look that video up and watch it and just kind of see how videos were then. It kind of takes you back. A lot of videos were concert videos or the band playing in a studio or whatever. This was a true video telling a story. Which was kind of cool. Now the the VHS, I just noticed here, the VHS track listing um, was all recorded one night. Yes. In December 19th, 1982 in New Haven Veterans Memorial Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. So that that is taken from that night. That's a live recording from that um, that night. The album the live album was recorded. Uh, those songs were taken from multiple venues right. to, Mo- to make this live album. Most live albums are from multiple sets, but the videotape will be one concert, maybe yeah, two. You know, as a Kiss fan, I thought a live was just recorded one take on the show, ended when it was over, and they. when I found out later, it, it, it hurt me that they said, no, that was from multiple. Yeah, it was multiple. And how so they added in not even the same venue, perhaps they added in studio stuff and redid a few parts. They did more sound, some more crowd noise. Boy, it just deflated yeah. me when I heard that. Yeah, it crushed me. But then again, the more I got into Kiss, that doesn't surprise me. They did that either. No, they were meddling around with that stuff all the yeah. way. So this is interesting because it's a it's a best of almost a greatest hits done in live format with right. two studio recordings after it, and. You but know, nowhere near the end of her career. It was just one of those in the middle. Let's throw out a live album because everybody else is. That's what we do. Now, how about Lipstick Lies? Was that any success there? No, no, it was just another another one to put on there. Um, again, a good song. Just a B-side. Around, yeah, just a, a a filler song. Oh, we're gonna put two a couple of studio songs on here. So we have one to release for video or airplay to promote the album. Because you really don't though I release a live song as your new song off your Live album because we've all heard it. Let's throw a studio track in there. Now, Live from Earth peaked on the U.S. Billboard 200 at, at spot number 13. It peaked, but the U.S. rock albums peaked at number one. Yep. 
So like you say, with the crisscross going uh, with raw, hard rock, heavy metal, and everything that happened yeah. at the same time, and no heart, as you say, back uh, and during those years, uh, this album peaked at number one on the U.S. rock albums, 13 on the Billboard 200, more more commercial. Yep, because that was kind of still, the 80s was, it was pretty much dead, but you had the, the disco era dying. Some of the Motown band, like the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, that stuff. You had Jackson, but Thriller out. came out around this time. Right. So that, that, that sound, that genre, whatever, hair bands were starting to take off. She was kind of in that middle and kind of, like you said, snuck up to number one now. Now, so, okay. three countries, this album reached top 10 status in Australia, Dutch, uh, and German on the German album listing top 10 uh, on both all three of those top uh, top listing. So this internationally very popular as well. Anything else here, Andy, for Pat Benatar tonight? Just, you know, a lot of her videos in general, especially with Love is Battlefield, watch those. That's kind of your homework assignment, if you will. I'm going to watch and we'll go back and watch that for sure to see what that was. And then, um, you know, of course she had coming on the heels of that hit me with your best shot, right? For yep. the previous. Yep. And it being Rock and Roll Hall of Fame week, there's one other note, more homework to find out. A lot of these awards ceremonies, um, country music just said there's the other night, you get these odd collaborations of people singing duets. A couple of people at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did a duet. A couple of my favorite singers all time. I've mentioned the names on here, so I'm not making up a line. The song Jolene by Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. She did a duet. Was it not good? With Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Oh, is that the song they did? That's what they did. I saw the photo. Dolly in all leather with Rob Halford. Oh, I. You can't unsee that. Right. You know, cross that off the bucket list. Things to see. Now, Dolly Parton and. Shame me for not writing this down. She is the only person in four different Hall of Fames. Country music, gospel, rock, and songwriters Hall of Fame. I can't think of her name. That's her. It's Dolly. Dolly. She's the only one of four. Okay. Country, gospel, rock, and songwriters. All four. Okay. Not Elvis. Not anyone else. Not the... Johnny Cash, who did some crossover stuff between country and gospel and rock, you know, Dolly. Dolly and Rob Helford from Judas Priest. All in leather, singing well, Jolene. Now, we should at least Matt, you know, mention the fact that Judas Priest is finally in. Uh, that was a topic. But not in as they were in for their influence on the music industry, not as a performer. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. So they are in there. It's kind of like Shoeless Joe's shoes are in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but not Shoeless Joe. Okay. So they are in there. I think Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are in there for the same reason, for their what they've done for the music industry, not for just being great performers. Yeah. Right. And Priest is in there, finally. Maybe Rob Helford can give him one of his cat sweaters to put in the Hall of Fame. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah, he's a pretty good follow on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram, he's a good follow. Here's Rob Helford with all his rings and metal stuff and kitty sweaters on, so it's kind of cool. 
He's an odd cap, but a very funny individual. Yeah, and he's got very a new book out. Rob Helford has a new book out, Biblical. Um, maybe I can get one from Santa for Christmas. Hint, hint. Yes. Maybe my favorite auntie might get me that for Christmas. Hint, hint. So Awesome. Well, we'll see what comes in the Christmas stocking. Yeah, just I'm just saying. Well, next, talking, next, next week we start off with uh, season four, so look forward to seeing everyone then. This is the season finale for season three here at Sports and Songs Podcast. Have any bands or, bands or any albums you want to hear, mention them in the comments any below. Any kind of requests in the comments section, put in uh, requests. Have a good one. See ya.